It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jerry Lopez filling in for Jason Hammer on the hotline. A man with the distinction of, I mean, really the honor, the uh, prestige of putting Hammer and I on the air together for the first time over the Emmis Airwaves when Emmis Communications owned this radio station. Uh, and more specifically, the fan, Greg Rakestraw. Who is the uh, post-game show guy for the Indianapolis Colts? Also used to program 107.5 The Fan. Uh, Greg, uh, any regrets on putting Hammer and I together on the air in this radio station for the first time? No regrets for me at all. I'm sure others in the corporate ladder do have some regrets because I'm not your boss. I don't care. I'm happy for you guys. <laughs> Look at us now. Look at where we are now. Um, a rake. So a huge weekend coming into Indianapolis. There's Pacer games. There's IU games. There's Purdue games, and there's this uh, this Colts game. You host probably one of the best, if not the best, post game show in the nation in terms of NFL football. I go out to my garage almost exclusively after every Colts game and pretend like I'm cleaning the garage just so I can listen to you <laughs> and take calls and and the analysis and, and things. So uh, I, I guess it's a compliment to you, right? It is. Drink one for me. I yeah. can have those while I'm on the air. So enjoy a cold one on yes. my behalf. Um. The level of importance of this game against the Texans Saturday night at home at Lucas Oil, I mean, where does it rank in terms of of important Colts games throughout the years? Um, clearly, this is one of the biggest events in the history of Western civilization. I, I mean, you know, there is there is you and Hammer getting some Saturday morning run on the fan, and then there is this. Yes. Yes. And yes. after that, global conflicts would then come in after that. No, this is this is a big deal um, because it avoids the yeah buts. I mean, let's face it. Okay, this has been a good season for the Colts. Yes. Anytime you can improve your win total by five. That's a, a big deal. Colts have done that already. Clearly, they think they've got a guy as the head coach that is going to be a difference maker for them going forward. Um, this team without Anthony Richardson, I think, has succeeded most expectations. Yep. But there is a major difference in being a playoff team and being a not a playoff team. And there's a couple of years that immediately come to mind for this franchise. This team reminds me so much of 2012 and 2018. Oh, man. In 2012, nothing was expected. This team won 11 games and was a playoff team. In 2018, this team was 1-5 and five yep. and went nine of their last ten and, and won a playoff game as well. The other example, Nigel, I'll give you is I think this perhaps could be similar to when Shane Steichen was in Philadelphia two years ago. The Eagles were clearly the seventh seed and were not as good as other playoff teams, but they rode that momentum of being the seventh seed to going to the Super Bowl the very next year. I think a lot of those pieces are in place for this football team. So, so is, is it a big deal? Absolutely it is. Has this been a good season? Absolutely it has. But you and I both know you're judged on one thing in terms of the National Football League. Were you a playoff team or not? 
And the Colts have a chance to answer that question in the affirmative if they play well tomorrow night. Is it a season in which the head coach would be named head coach of the year if indeed they win this game tomorrow night? I, I, I think certainly both coaches this game are candidates because oh, yeah. let's face it, you know, 52 weeks ago, the coaches in the season-ending game between the Texans and the Colts uh, were <laughs> Lovey Smith and Jeff Saturday. The coaches this year are D'Amico Ryans and Shane Steichen. And those two teams, I think, won a combined seven games last year. They're both going to have winning seasons. They're nine and seven. And, and I'll be blunt. I'm sure I said something about this, like, even on the air in week two. Um, I'm not sure when these two teams get together in 16 weeks, it'll be for a playoff position. Hmm. Well, it turns out it is. So both those guys are candidates. There's actually two other guys, I think, that will probably end up superseding them. One is Dan Campbell. Oh, yeah. When you have led the Lions to their first division title since I was a senior at high school (laughs) and since you were the coolest kid at Tri-West Middle School, um, I think think I've got your age properly when I state what what, what you were in 1993. Um, He's probably going to get it. If not, man, the Browns are really good, and they've started like five different quarterbacks. Uh, And so the job that Kevin Stefanski has done – very frankly, Nigel, are a lot of tremendous candidates this year. Shane Sykin is one of them, but my money as it goes to Dan Campbell. Is it as simple as the Colts win and they're in? If they don't win, do like 18 other things have to happen for them to get a wild card spot? No, this is it. This is it, uh, okay. Because the, 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 they can be any one of at least three different seeds, maybe four, uh, depending on what happens on Sunday. But there is no scenario where okay. the Colts can be 9-8 and eight and make the playoffs. And so let me try to quickly explain. The Texans would be a 10-win team. The Bills are already a 10-win team. The Browns have locked up the five seed. So there's the math on the wild card. And even if the Colts lose and the Jaguars lose, the Texans would win the division and both the Jaguars and the Colts would be sent home because, again, they couldn't get to 10 wins. So – uh, I have been saying all year, I think 10 wins gets you in, and I have never accidentally been more right in my life than that statement. Now, I don't, I, you know, I, I hate looking ahead. I hate playing the what if game, but what if Jacksonville loses and the Colts win? Does that mean is the division the Colts and then they the get Colts in that way? The playoff game next weekend is the number four seed. Wow. Again, I do, th- wow. and I haven't, I haven't checked the math on this. If the Chiefs lose and the Colts win, they would both finish 10-7. and seven. And I'm not sure who went on the tiebreaker mm-hmm. in terms of the conference record uh, because they do not play each other. So, but, for, for, but for the most part, it would be if the Colts win and the Jaguars lose – Colts would be the number four seed, and the Browns would likely come here as the wow. number five seed. Very interesting. Greg Rakestraw, host of the Colts post-game show, the best post-game show in all of NFL football. This weekend is a huge game. The Colts and the Texans at Lucas Oil, I believe the kickoff at 8, 8.30 time frame there, uh, Rake. And what are we expecting from Gardner Minshew? Is he the guy? I mean, Anthony Richards, he has to be the guy, right? I mean, there's no question. Compared him to the uh, Texas quarterback, who was also a stud, the Houston Texans. Well, the two, rec- the two rookies, you know, Anthony Richardson in a very small sample size was really good. Yep. Um, but C.J. Stroud's been fantastic. Yes. You know, the question has not been Stroud versus Richardson. The question has been, 
oh my goodness, is Bryce Young going to be a failure for the Panthers at one? While players drafted at two and four, and then when Will Levis falls all the way out of the first round, you know, he, he's had more good than bad uh, for a Tennessee Titans team that, that, yeah. that has some other changes they've got to make, you know, kind of around him. But I think they feel they've got their quarterback of the future in, in Will Levis. So, um, but that's the unique thing about this situation for the Colts. Gardner Minshew's been really good. He's not been perfect. He's been really good. He leads in the year of the backup quarterback. He leads the NFL in this stat, wins by a backup quarterback. He has seven, but I don't think he's here next year. Mm. I think Anthony Richardson is the guy going forward, and I'm sure the Colts would love to re-sign Gardner Minshew, but I get a feeling the way he has played that some NFL team that doesn't think they have the free agent money to sign a potential one that's available – or they don't have the draft capital to get one in what is thought to be a, a really good rookie quarterback class, my guess is, is that he is the quarterback for someone else next year. What do the Colts have to do to ultimately win this game? Besides score more touchdowns than the other team, Rake, which is well, <laughs> obviously it. If they were to score three <laughs> field goals and the Texans score a touchdown, the Colts will still win the game. Yes. Um, but to your point, um, and, and this is the most mundane stat, but it's mundane for a reason. Things are cliche for a reason. There's usually truth behind them. Turnover is the most important stat in the National Football League. I think turnovers in the NFL is the most important stat in, in any mm. major sport. Um, because this Colts team does not have oh, I lost it because execute the game plan. Um, it, when this team has not turned the ball over, yep. they have usually won. When they have lost the turnover battle, they haven't. And so, simply put, don't give up short fields. Don't give up points on special teams, don't give up points on defense, win the turnover battle, I think the group wins the game. Whose team is this, to wrap this up? I mean, is it Pittman's team? Is it Minshew's team? Is it Jonathan Taylor's team? Um, Are there different faces of the franchise? Can there be more than one? I'm pretty sure it's Jim Irsay's team. He owns the team. Yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> it, it, right, it, I understand it is, that. It, it, is, it is usually the quarterback's team. Okay. okay. Um, but again, in this case, it's very unique. Yes. Yes. The guy that's been the guy that's been solid, and, and the guy that is the most talked to player on the team in Gardner Minshew. Again, he's probably not the guy next year. It's it's, it's going to mm. be Anthony Richardson. So so right now, Nigel. Yes. I would say it's Shane Steichen's team. There you go. That if you identify one face with this team. It's the head coach of the team that's picked up nine wins in his first year as a head coach. Can I just tell you, I love the post-game show after the Colts games, especially after a win, but there's something about after a loss, too, where you have to navigate as a broadcaster the phone calls coming in. And it's just you you are such a pro. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know that I could do what you do and have the um you know, have the patience for some of the uh, the Colts fans that call in. It, it, it's so fascinating to listen to you do that show after a Colts game. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> a, this is year 12, so I've kind of gotten used to it. Yeah. Uh, and, and the first three years were so easy because that was all 11-win seasons and sure. teams and, and, uh, and roses. And little did I know that, that nine years later, 
there would not be a division title uh, you know, from then to now. Potentially that changes yep. as of Sunday if, if, if the right things happen. Greg Regstraw, uh, check him out at the uh, after the Colts game. Hopefully we're talking about a Colts win this Saturday night. Rake, you are the best, man. We've known you for a long time. You've always been really, really good to the Hammer and Nigel show. And uh, we'll be listening for you this weekend on Hank. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it.